0: will come in we'll just give him shit for coming in uh welcome who, every what who the hell's tom tom is our other Is our real is our well? aaron's our producer now i guess aaron you have as much power as tom <laughs> okay can there be some sort of power move where you push tom out if we have an <laughs> yeah. Ar- if, can there be
1: a coup by aaron <laughs> if we have an aaron why
0: do we need a tom uh, yeah exactly on? it's like we should have like an empire fight tight ty- like can there type be fight a
2: power struggle tom has become more of a uh, personality on the show than he has the
0: producer you know the wacky tom lewis personality sure yeah. Yeah. he's like our jackie the joke man marling but without the jokes <laughs> and with the depression. we need tom tom's part of the group all right sorry are you here yep did you hear us shitting on you just now <laughs> Oh, only a bit okay welcome everyone to my dumb friends we're here with your uh usual host sean donnelly and me dan saint germain our producer oh. tom our uh new la producer aaron which we're trying to pivot against Tom for a dramatic power struggle on the show.
2: (laughs) We're going to make it like, we're going to make it like dynasty, but with, with producers of podcasts. dynasty, but
0: fatter, Uh, (laughs) but (laughs) no offense. Uh, And our guest today is, uh, you know, him from, from uh, comedy with the worst right. intro ever uh oh no, he's written on uh he's written on the rose he's uh writing on it at midnight now he's been on a bunch of shit put your hands together for jesse joyce everybody
1: hey, what's up yes. someone actually put bad their intro hands together to a mediocre i didn't intro. think anyone was gonna put their hands together for that but yeah, they did.
2: <laughs> I did all Thanks. the way here in new york for you
0: jesse
1: baby what's up buddy i miss new york Uh, uh, Yeah, you uh, missed it forever, but now you're,
0: like, settled down. You've got, like, a beautiful wife who's very nice. Yeah, she's the best. I always wonder how far to go. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Hot. No.
1: <laughs> Great
0: ass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if you realize,
2: Jesse, Dan has no
1: boundaries. Know. Uh, 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 you know, he, he, smoking? he has to smell my fingers. That is weird. Uh, <laughs> but they were in I, me to be fearful. Yeah. <laughs> yes, did I quit did. smoking, I quit, Jesse? I quit smoking 329 days ago, buddy.
0: Wow. When uh, I say Jesse... Like Jesse smoked like 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 you didn't like he didn't know it was bad for you. Like yeah. that's how Yeah. You were fucking insane. It's I, hard to
1: find a picture of me without a cigarette. Dude, I
2: think you Jesse lit 4, smoked four cigarettes in like a newspaper in editor from the 80s. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got <break laughs> to break this caucus story. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dude, it was crazy how yeah. much he used to smoke.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, it smoked like a Chinese tugboat captain.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever now, did you ever have any effect? Or did something happen where you're like- You know, well, it was
1: like, there was a the thing is like, you know, you, you know, it's always gonna happen. And yeah. every now and again, I'd get this weird pain somewhere and i go, there it is. That's it. That's the cancer that I gave yeah. myself. And so that's basically why I, one day I woke up and my neck was all shitty. Yeah. Oh, and shit. somehow I was like, oh, my God, I have neck cancer. Like, I didn't even know. Like, <laughs> but I went to, like, a Thai massage place and then they fixed it. And then at that point, I, I was I'd so scared myself that I was just like, let me give this a few days. And I got this app called Butt Out, which is great. Yeah.
0: Because it calculates how much you were telling me about.
1: Yeah, that. but it's not a, it's not so much the how much money you saved or how many cigarettes you didn't smoke, and it also has a meter that shows you how much better your heart's, your risk of heart disease, how that's declining. Oh, really? That's all cool. But the cool thing is the number of how many people have died from smoking since you quit <laughs> is amazing. Here, I'm turning on the app right now. Uh, you let's feel like take you a look. That's a really smart idea. Yeah, there you go. Four million four hundred twenty thousand eight hundred eighty four people have died since I quit smoking. Holy Wait, eight hundred eighty five. <laughs> okay, hang on. It, it's like three Hopefully seconds. Hopefully, that wasn't a fan. 800, eight hundred eight. Eight hundred eighty six. There every you go. Two seconds, somebody goes. Yeah, it's like every three seconds somebody dies from smoking-related. So, especially in the early days when I first quit and yeah. I was like wanting a cigarette, I would just flip this app on and just watch Chinese people die. And it that's like so it really made me not want to smoke. It was like because you know in the first week, three days, you're up to like fucking twenty thousand or something. You're like holy shit! Right. I'm like, killing it right and now. And so it feels it turns into a competition where it's like, look how many people I
0: beat. You know what Especially I mean? Especially this year, it seems like it's the year of the fucking, uh, you know, comics finding out they have cancer and like tumors and it does. It has seem been a that rough way. year for.
1: Comedy. I don't know if that's just because Kickstarter's more popular. You know what I mean? Like the I wouldn't worst. have known. Like I bet you, I, I would. I, I would imagine just as many comics died from cancer yeah, in 1997. But right. they didn't have a buddy who asked me for money on the internet. You know what <laughs> I mean? So that's why the, I the know important
0: thing it. is how is how well, tactful you, know is, you, you know are with this. <laughs> uh, I've given money like you're to all Jim the Cramer. fucking <laughs> things.
1: I'm just saying it is obnoxious to constantly be getting these updates. Right. Once yeah, I've yeah, donated well, the right, money.
2: It, right now it's Eric Bergstrom. You know Eric Bergstrom. Yes, I, donate, I, do. I just I
1: donated those, this week. I get those emails all the time.
2: I I got asked you asked to donate for his computer, which I did. Then there was the first donation for the cancer. Then I got an Email from Ron Krasnow, who's a comic in New York, saying, "Hey, can you donate again?" And I go, "No, Ron, I can't donate."
1: Again.
0: <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah, I, I, really... I, for the first time, I'm going to be the one to be like, "Maybe we should <laughs> stop on this one." <laughs> no, that. That's cool. Yeah, this it's fucking Eric is I really. Did, I mean, I did give a hundred bucks to Bergstrom this week, so if we, you know, well, see, now go. it doesn't
1: mean anything because, because I said you it? said how much you gave.
0: Why is there a charity Santa? <laughs> no,
1: I'm just saying, it's like <laughs> uh, we, we don't have to. We're not. We don't have to be wag our dick about it. I to wag my charity dick
0: you Know how much Carter probably bragged about the fucking houses he built for poor people at the bar?
1: I, that's why he got the Nobel Peace Prize. I don't think he did, right? Like, I don't think he
0: brags Apparently, about it. I shit. had a friend of mine, a like, girl I used real... to uh, hook up with, she which by the way, he has dick.
1: brain cancer. So, any day now, fucking, you know, Kurt uh, Metzger is think... going to send me a Kickstarter <laughs> <Kurt Metzger. laughs> that I got to fucking give money. <laughs> Can you
0: Imagine to... Kurt Metzger at Habitat. <laughs> Actually, I picked the wrong name.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Kurt, is, Kurt doesn't, Kurt's it, just like shitting on Kurt's the poor a people. sociopath. He doesn't give a shit about people's feelings. You don't deserve this. Yeah.
0: Uh, um but yeah, Vanessa right, Hollingshead totally. that would have been a better
1: name to yeah, just randomly start the Jimmy Ted Carter... Alexandro yeah Ted would totally start Ted's, the Ted's branded, nice enough
0: to actually he wouldn't he wouldn't talk about how Jimmy much Carter gave. brain cancer
1: no he sure wouldn't no.
0: <laughs> Jesse I feel like I've 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 uh, well I do feel like you're uh you're got you're, you're you are a guy I've looked up to though come on oh that's
1: nice yeah that's sweet of you thank yeah. you
0: Thanks. Um, I think you're it terrific. i well, Thank you,
1: you and Sean. I think you're both. I think you're both terrific.
0: Yeah, we're fine. I mean, compared to <laughs> you know, some fine. people we've met <laughs> in comedy, um, which will remain nameless, but. No, but I, I do remember that. Well, this is like the most like this is the thing I remember when I did it at midnight or whatever. You can't. I, I was after the first act break and I was like, "Am I funny?" And you said, "Shut up." Yeah, it's fine. Do your job. And I'm like, "That's what I needed." Yeah. You know, so many yeah, people you, just you were just like, being a little needy. I was being so needy, and yeah. then you're just like, "Yeah, you're fine. You're fine."
1: Yeah, and you you wanted like a writer to hold your hand, and I was like, oh, go fuck yourself." <laughs> just, all jokes.
0: Shut
2: <laughs> up. That's anyway. why you're awesome. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, that's what nice. you need.
0: That's nice. <laughs> Shut up, Sean. Yeah, like yeah, Sean, I, as, I, I'm, I'm one as you're of the done most with this, Sean will get on the phone. And be like, Was that funny? Was it funny? I, um, I think
1: I'm the most cantankerous writer over there for sure. Like, there's yeah. definitely people where, like, when they bring some YouTube idiot in, I'm just like, I'm not fucking,
0: I'm not gonna. You won't write back. for him? No,
1: I won't. I won't. Like, well, I mean, I'll submit jokes to the packet, but I'm not gonna go out of my way to help out some.
0: You're not a needy person for yeah. a comic.
1: Yeah, I. You know, it's funny because I. Yeah, I. I feel like I am, and I know this sounds like an asshole to, but I. I feel like I am unusually sort of well adjusted in a yeah. way. Like, I mean, I definitely had a alcohol problem for a bunch of years, but that wasn't even rooted in any kind of like real darkness. It was just like you I'm you addicted really to booze cuz booze is alcohol. awesome. Yeah, exactly. What's so What's
0: the dumbest thing you ever did drunk?
1: Uh, drunk. Oh, well, I've so many, so many yeah. that I can't like but The one that's the most embarrassing to me, like Mm. there's a bunch that were like more dangerous or more mysterious Mm. or confusing.
0: What does mysterious mean?
1: Well, the most mysterious one is that I woke up one afternoon in my apartment in Queens and the TV was blaring. It was like two in the afternoon, like Mm. at full volume, like Mm. 99. (laughs) Like, so it's like, why did that happen? And, uh, Sat on remote or something? No, there. I didn't. The TV didn't have a remote. That means I had to stand at the television and click it up to 99. So I'm sitting on my couch in my boxer shorts and with one shoe, which means I took my pants off. Yeah. I took my shoes off in order to take my pants off and then I put a shoe back on, right? <laughs> and so, and next to me on the couch are three, you know, the meat on a stick that you get on the carts yeah, in New yeah. York. Yeah. yeah. There's Treat three me. of them. Uh, street meat. Yeah. They are eaten only as, as far down as I could deep throat the stick. Right. <laughs> you don't understand what I mean? So I like yeah. ate it like, like dick wise, you know what I mean? Like, like I, sh- I deep throated it and pulled as much meat as I could and then took it and then stuck it to the, uh, upholstery of the couch. So there's three of them that are now stuck on my couch that have been sitting there all night. And then I go over to my pants and I have, uh, three co- or four copies, one in each jeans pocket, yeah. like the f- two front and the two back. I have four unopened, sealed copies of U2's Joshua Tree, <laughs> and there serious? is no receipt and uh, there is no <laughs> bank record of me purchasing them. <laughs> And I called a dozen people and no one hung out with me that night. And I have no idea. I, to this day, I have no idea what the fuck that was about. You but might have I,
2: met Bono and he just gave those to you.
1: Yeah, so you see what I mean? It's not the most dramatic at all, but it remains to this day the most mysterious. The weirdest Where I'm thing. like, what the fuck? Yeah. But um, the most embarrassing one. Sean, do you live in Queens? I feel like you do. No, Are I you live Brooklyn? near
2: Queens. I'm in, I'm in like North Brooklyn, near near Manhattan oh.
1: City, kind of. Okay, well, there's this pizza place in Astoria that I used yeah. to love going to called Boston Pizza. Do you know it? It's on. i uh, no. It's on Broadway in in Astoria, and uh, it's these two brothers, and they look identical, and one of them is named Charlie, and I'm not sure what the which one yeah. is not Charlie, so I just call them both Charlie to be safe. And uh, I used to go <laughs> there all the time because it was like the only pizza place that was open till 4 a.m. So I would do my night of drinking, right? And what I would typically do is I would I would have like three separate groups of buddies that I would go drinking with, and for that group, that was their night of drinking. And so, and then I would oh,
0: so you had yeah, you had a couple of yeah. the groups, so you could be an asshole every night. So I would
1: I would uh I would drink everybody onto the table at each group, and then move on to the next group. Whereas those people then went home like responsible people, and that yeah. was the like a little tipsy like holy shit, that was more drinking than I usually do. And then I would go and have two more of those nights in the same night. So by the time I was done, it was like around three, and the only pizza place that was open was Boston Pizza. And I would go in there all the time drunk as shit and go like, what's up, Charlie? And he clearly thought I was like a terrible drunk, I think. But I was like real friendly. And so anyway, uh, he one time uh, was talking to me, and I found out, you know, his story is real Greek, the neighborhood. And I used to really think of myself as a real smarty pants when I was drunk. Like, you know, I would always, like, pontificate right. about shit, you know. Like, I was never an asshole. but Philosopher was, drunk. Yeah, I loved to, like, teach people shit when I was yeah. drunk, you know. And uh, so I'm talking to Charlie or not Charlie, Charlie's brother, whichever Charlie it was. And uh, I find out that they're Turkish, and I'd always assume they were Greek. And... I was then like, well, is that weird for you living in a Greek neighborhood? Right. Because I'm very smart. Yeah. And I am familiar with the fact that the Greeks and the Turks have had historical problems with each other. Right. And so he goes, like no, I was history, Charlie. Yeah. Right. And so he goes, no, why would that be weird? And I go, well, you know, because the Greeks and the Turks don't really get along. And then he's like, well, what do you mean by that? And then I realized, like, I know two things about it. Like, I really don't. All I know is that the Turks blew up the Parthenon once. Right. Like, right. And then and that's. And that they don't like each other. That is it. That's the only things that I know. So I can't back this up. This guy's from fucking Turkey. Like, I'm sure he knows what he's talking about. He knows
2: what he's talking about. Yeah, Yeah. but then I'm
1: trying to, like, teach him, like, no, no, you guys hate each other. And, (laughs) and like, now I'm, like, too deep in it to get out. I can't just, (laughs) like, and I'm, like, kind of cocky about it. So I'm not going to, like, back down, even though I am just reaching for strength because I have no information. And I and then at one point he goes, Where the fuck you get this? Where do you get this piece of information? And I go, I have a doctorate in history, which I don't. I don't I don't even have an undergrad in history. I'm just kind of interested in it. Yeah, like yeah. I read shit on Wikipedia. You listen to a podcast. Once. Yeah. I have no basis to say that. Like and I grad, I gave myself three degrees I don't have in history. Yeah. And then he was like, you have doctorate in history? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, I called bullshit. And I like, you want me to fucking go home and get it? I'll get, like, that's why I'm so deep in this that I'm now, like, threatening, like, I'm trying to call his bluff, like, I'm going to go home and get my fictitious doctorate. And, and then he gave me the pizza, and he was like, get the fuck out of And then the next morning, I woke up, and I was like, oh, my God, did I tell Charlie or Charlie's brother that I have a doctorate in history? And I swear to God, I couldn't go back to that pizza place. Of course for course like, like, fucking four years, I didn't go back to that and pizza place. And then he came back, did he recognize it, it? Well, when I got sober I went back. I waited about a year after I got sober. No, I didn't I didn't bring it up. (laughs) But I was like hoping that the fact that I wasn't stumbling around would just like, oh, he must have gotten his shit together. People
2: what I want to know is how did he not he he was fucking with you because how did he not know what you were talking? He knows what you were talking about.
1: Well no, but I think the way I was explaining it he knew that I didn't know what I was talking about. You know, it was more that he was like, this is obnoxious. You know, it's like when a fucking Canadian tries to talk to you about what America's like, it annoys oh, you, yeah. you know? So, yeah. annoying. so it's the same thing. It's like when this fucking drunk, shitty 22 year old American is in his fucking yeah. pizza place telling him why he should have a problem with the Greeks.
0: Right. You know what I mean? I probably working like, his uh, 19th day in a row. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, he's probably like, how about the fuck you, pal? Yeah. You know? Like, so anyway. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. I remember, I think I talked about this in the podcast once, but it's. One of the most shameful things that I, I mean, there's so many that I did drug, but one of them was I gave uh, this, uh, there's a homeless guy, and he was black, and he was asking for money, and I gave him $10, and then I lectured him on how to, like, put one over on the white man. Oh, no. <laughs> like, oh, like, my oh, my God. God. A half After hour that I gave $10? him another 10 bucks, so he's just like, ugh. All oh, right, wow. I got to deal with this shit now. Yeah, holy shit! I woke up. I couldn't go back to that street corner. It like <laughs> <laughs> was too embarrassing. You were dodging all this like, oh, guy. Oh my god! And that was your how favorite racist. street corner. You love that street corner. <laughs> I love it. That was where I yeah. That's where I <laughs> swear, that's where I did my jigs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, like you, because uh, I don't think anyone would even know that you were a drinker now because you don't you don't have that also that like air of like. Like, like I'm an alcoholic. That's why I do these things. Yeah, yeah, know? that
1: always does annoy me when people just paint you in that box, right? Like, or, or even with comics too. Like, I hate that also when a comic will go like, "Well, you know, we do this because we're all fucked up," and like, like not yeah. necessarily. I yeah. just I think I'm funny. I like telling yeah, you're jokes. not fucked. Up. I enjoy making people laugh. Like, yeah, that was Geraldo, that's my favorite
2: when people speak out against that bullshit because. I hate the fact that go, well, you must have had a messed up childhood because you're a comic.
1: No, not really. Well, you know what? It doesn't bother me as much when a civilian does it because they don't know any better. But what bothers me is when comics do it, when they lump all comics in, when they're just like, oh, you know, I do this because our dads are such assholes. And it's like, well,
0: yours might be, but, you know, my dad's a real sweetheart. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I I do. Though I will say that when people are on the outside of comedy – they're like, all comics are depressed, right? And I'm like, no, they're not. But then I go through all the comics I know, and I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Muscles no, and yeah, depressed. there's
1: a lot, but I just don't like being painted with that brush. But uh, Yeah. When G- I went to Giro- rehab,
0: just guess what? Just as many roofers who were just as fucked yeah, up. Yeah, 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 exactly. Comics. Yeah,
1: I don't think it's necessarily more than any. Yeah. I mean, there is something to the hey, look at me thing that has to be. Can't be good. There yeah, is like a need for attention. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but I don't know what that's rooted in. But in fact, actually, it's ironic. Geraldo always used to say about me. That I'm the only comic who does comedy because his parents hugged
0: him too much as a kid. <laughs> so like, well, I think it's called UCB now. Yeah.
1: You know? <laughs> so <laughs> like, I'm trying to recreate the amount of uh, affection that I got from my parents with crowds. Like, yeah, I, you know, like because I'm so used to it, kind of a thing, you know. So anyway, I thought that was kind of telling. Uh, kind of like... Yeah,
0: you were. Um, you you got sober because of Geraldo too, right? Did no, you tell me that? that was oh, coincidental. That was the last that, weekend though, he of drinking, and I got you... sober together. It wasn't. Oh, I'm sorry, because... I thought that the last weekend of your drinking, you were because I knew that was with Pat Dixon too. For some reason, that Geraldo was the last guy that a couple people like. after oh, right! After yeah, weekend yeah, yeah, with yeah. that with him, they were like, "Oh right, I'm fucking done." Oh yeah, yeah, Just yeah. He, he did. He used so to hard.
1: wear that like like he used to like like the way he fucking uh, uh, bomber. Pilots would paint, you know, dead yeah. cities on their, on their, you know, like Geraldo wore like a red badge of courage. How many fucking guys he got sober by ruining them, like it was their last night of drinking. But no, I had gotten drunk with Geraldo several times where we both got real shit faced, and then just literally coincidentally we both got sober within the same week, and we had the same manager who was like,
0: "Hey, you guys should stick together because that." Right, of, of course. So that's how that happened. But but anyway, you guys just start sponsoring uh, each other. Yeah,
1: kind of. That's kind of what we were doing. So. Uh, <laughs>
0: Yeah, jeez. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, I, I think most... Like, Sean, how many comics have you known that have gotten that have quit drinking since you started to do it? Oh, it? A, a ton. A uh, ton? Well, a
2: good amount. Like, you know, uh, I guess you... I I guess you are you stopped when you started comedy, I guess, right? Hi, like well, you, I mean, I
0: fucked up, but yeah, for sure. I mean, I definitely...
2: You've, you've, yeah, you've relapsed, but you... I think when I first met you, because we've known each other now...
0: Eight years? Eight years. We well, Probably half, a year in the comedy we met, yeah. and... um. I think
2: you were drinking then,
0: weren't you? No, I was drinking about a half half six months in or something. I, I don't know. Uh, but I do think the weird one is when, and I've seen this lately, where the people who make a huge deal out of being sober, and then they go out again. Because Facebook wasn't as big nine years ago, right. at least for comedy. But I've seen that a lot now where, like, a guy who is literally chronicling every day of his sobriety on Facebook Yeah, very
2: inspirational uh, postings on Facebook. Yeah, I've
0: changed. 39 days later, he's at, like... in Like, when he was counting (laughs) 20 (laughs) and 30 days, he's posting that shit on Facebook? And it's funny, because right when that happened, like, Mick DeFlobe, you know him? He's a comic in New York. He's like He posted something. He goes, 30 years today. Thanks, Betty. You know, that was it. Those guys who have that much time are just like, thanks, Jim. Right.
1: That's the way a man does it. Yeah. Oh, that's so gross. Why would you... all right. <laughs> you know,
0: like that I'm not going to name any names, but you know. That's I mean, like dope. what what that's just like, look at me, look at me, you know. Oh, I I kept Feel it. Feel sorry for me. Yeah, I kept it quiet for a
1: year at least, yeah. like until I had something under my belt to justify saying that I was, you
0: know. Oh, I wish I had. I mean, I did a fucking, you know, I still regret it. In some I don't because it kind of like it got, you know, it got me to quit my day job, but I did an MTV thing like up and coming comic who's also quitting drinking and I did that. You know, it helped in some ways, but in other ways too, it was like when I relapsed a year after that, after two and a half years, it didn't make me feel great. I was like, "Oh, I have breached contract with MTV." (laughs) MTV, Uh, I was like, "I'm the Ted guy." I'm like the Ted Haggard of sobriety, you know.
1: I have broken my covenant with the (laughs) MTV comedy consuming public. (laughs) Uh, They will never trust me again. My
2: super sweet (laughs) sixteen.
1: You but, know, that always bugged the shit out of me one time. Uh, you know, Seinfeld had that special I'm telling you for the last time. You know, you yeah, remember that on I've HBO? It's oh, was like that the a big one where deal. he dumped all his material? Yeah. And then he yeah. made a documentary about that very thing, about the fact that he had scrapped all of his it's material. A comedian, right? Yeah. A comedian. Yeah, and that he, he was never over, gonna do yeah. he was starting from scratch. And I thought that was like what a cool, admirable thing to do. And like really, what's like the the really the best way to kind of cap Seinfeld, the show? Is like by really getting back to your roots of stand up, and like he's yeah. gonna do all of his classics, and then he's gonna put him to bed. And in the beginning of that special, they have a funeral for his jokes, and they bury him. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. well, it, they really fucking hit you over the head with the fact that this this is it, these are these jokes are done. And then, and what then is he, he brings it back. That fucking guy came to Gotham to do a guest spot, went like years after comedian, like five years, oh, like oh, so it wasn't it wasn't like he was. Trying to write the new act, like he'd already written the new hour, and now he's trying to come up with other shit and whatever. So he comes in to do fifteen. I was about to do go on. He bumped me, which is fine. I don't care that he bumped me. Of course he bumps me. It's fucking right, right. Seinfeld. But he goes up. He does. He gets like the obligatory applaud, like standing ovation. He does like two jokes. The third one tanks. The fourth one goes okay. And he immediately pulled the ripcord and fucking went into this classic, oh, the fucking helmet joke, the one about how a helmet is now wearing you for protection when you're skydiving. Oh. And it was just like, are you fucking kidding me? You, you, you got uncomfortable after two jokes
0: and went into a cemetery and dug up. I watched you bury that joke. Especially because we don't. He, you, he definitely doesn't need it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, if he if he seriously? got silenced for 20 minutes, they're gonna bring him back. Yeah, who gives a shit? And he fucking... Like, I may not... If I bomb at Gotham like that, they may not use me again. I literally... I was
1: standing at the back. I was ranting. I was so, like... Like, I was to, like, Sean and the other people in the back at Gotham. Like, I was like... He, this motherfucker is breaking his contract with the comedy-consuming public. And they're like, he told us he was never and, gonna tell them again. And they're
0: all like, oh, not again. And Jesse. now
1: he's telling them again. <laughs> I'm
0: watching him do it. Now you're right.
2: It's bullshit. It's it a bullshit, bullshit thing. That's a
0: bullshit move. Yeah. You have a
2: billion dollars. You do not need to do this. You could just sit there and read the phone book or, be, and, and be fine.
1: Yeah. Just don't make such a big deal out of retiring your jokes if you're gonna right. fucking keep them in the in yeah. the back burner you know no, i'm sure he had every intention of not using them. then he went i'm gonna <laughs> yeah yeah riff for a minute do some fucking crowd work why do you need yeah. to <laughs> and by the way it is a great joke i enjoy the joke itself yeah. i'm just super well, pissed so, i hard thought to believe i it
0: seinfeld is good you i know, thought i heard it for the last time yeah no he's great
1: and then he told I me think again from
2: then on like, I feel, i feel like now when he probably you know he does tons of shows now that's got to be a whole new hour i'm guessing
1: Oh, yeah. No, I don't think he re- regularly makes a habit of trucking out the shit that he, but but it was also, funny this, that I actually was there when he panicked and who, did his old shit.
0: He's somebody who actually could, could pay for a whole new hour and it not hurt him at all financially. So it's like. He could pay. What, have somebody yeah, else write he could it for pay, him? You know, he pays fucking $100,000 to get a whole new ad. Yeah, album. but he's I always think, been I the think, guy that yeah, writes He's oh, very specifically like, I know that. I'm just saying, like, right. he never, he doesn't, it's just so crazy to be in a position where he'll never have to worry about anything, you know? Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, to be honest, hearing about that is kind of like, I know what you're saying. I agree. I think it's bullshit that he did it. But I'm also like, it's kind of good to hear stuff like that because you realize he still has those same anxieties on stage that we all do.
1: Well, but that's what I thought was cool about Comedian the Documentary in and of itself is that it really showed like that he goes through the exact same thing minus yeah. the jet from the private
0: jet from Cleveland. You know, like <laughs> other than that, it's like, Oh but yeah, it's also, I also, it's also do one like, nighters in Cleveland. It is kind of, you know, cause I met already nice and everything. And I, I also feel, I also feel like he was brilliant. Cause he's like, all right, how do I make myself a billionaire? The most successful comedian who's probably ever lived. Look, uh, um, empathetic. I know by getting the new guy, be a dick. <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? Orny? It's like, let me get oh, yeah. the new guy look like a dick so I yeah. will come in and people forget that I own a fucking island oh, if I want to. I've always to.
1: said that that you could cut all the shit off the I, by the way, I do think Orny's kind of a like he's kind of a dick sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Like like I, I there's many <laughs> I times know. where I've had terrible interactions with Orny What but, what is a terrible interaction? Well, even? not just ter- not really terrible, but he used to do this thing when I would start out at God. like when I started working at Gotham, he would constantly introduce himself to you. Yeah. You know, like that power trip thing where it's like, hey, how you doing? And he would say, Orny Adams, future of comedy. That's No, how he, would, he, how he didn't really. Himself. Yeah, yeah. Oh and it was God, like, I God. know, I was just on the last show, like the 8 o'clock. It's <laughs> 10 now. Like, you just met me. Like, like please don't. Like, yeah. it just, you know, it's like a power. It makes you feel worse about yourself. Right, like, right. Or oh, really, am I that unmemorable that you don't remember right. me a minute later? And, uh, but anyway, but the point is, like, I if you took, uh, if you scooped up all that footage on the floor, you could make Orny look like the most reasonable person of all time. Like, I'm sure, they yeah. They very delicately uh, edited that to make him seem like way more of a dick than he is. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't think he's like the worst guy, but that documentary will lead you to believe that he is.
0: What was the worst um, uh, when you were coming up and you featured the road? Well, Who, uh, who's just, the? Just, big, I'm sorry. I'm real
1: first. quick, did you ever see the special features of the? Of this comedian? I no, I haven't. Because Jiminy Glick, you know Martin Short, yeah, interviews yeah. Orny and says that exact thing. He goes, "So Orny Adams, you were used by a big bad billionaire. How does that feel?" Like, <laughs> right. Anyway,
0: was the worst guy you've opened for on the road when you were coming up? Oh, like man. you know, because I feel like you've done a lot of.
2: Said, We're gonna edit this. No,
0: no, no. Because I, I first off, Jesse, if you don't, you know, if you're saying anything, you don't want us to put in what. We'll oh out. yeah, yeah, yeah. And no. if you don't want us to go somewhere, but I feel like you open no, but I feel like I'm not talking about people we know. I'm talking about Jesse open for like guys we've never heard of. Yeah, yeah. Because you would tell me sometimes stories of like weirdos you'd open for that I don't even think are doing comedy anymore. So oh mean, there's yeah, there's like the, that. that's the one. Was, you don't have to use names or anything. But. No, all
1: right. There was this one guy, and he was kind of. Uh, he, he wasn't like an asshole. Oh, okay, no, there's one guy who was kind of an asshole. He was a comic from Seattle. I can't remember his name. But uh that like, guy really can't remember his name. And uh, uh cuz it sounds like another comic's name and if I say the name and I've gotten it wrong, yeah, then yeah. I've disparaged the wrong guy. So just to be safe, I don't, but but anyways, the dude from Seattle and uh he was the most big timey motherfucker of all time. Like we were both doing this, uh, the comedy caravan in Louisville, which is now the Laughing Derby. Yeah, I heard so. But at the time, it was the comedy caravan, and they put you up in this ancient, shitty condo. Yeah. And we're both there, and he would just stand there in the kitchen in the condo and just say out loud, uh, man, man, this is weird. It's weird this week. Real weird. And I go like I'd take the bait, you know, like, yeah, right. Why is it weird? He's like, oh no, it's just, it's just weird. Cause normally I make like, you know, about 10 grand a week. So it's weird that I'm not making, you know, 10 grand this week. <laughs> and then it's like, so what then you, you take the bait, then right. you take the bait again. Like, why do you normally make 10 grand a week? And he's like, oh no, nothing, nothing. It's just, you know, I open for like Tina Turner and stuff like that. But you know, it just, this is the only, like I had a hole in the schedule. It's like my only week, you know, I got a hole. So it's fine. Whatever. And then, like, an hour later, he's just like, man, it's weird not staying in a five-star hotel. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Really? Like, shut up. Well, wow. This must be, like, I'm sorry that I am really at your fucking rock bottom because we're both here this week. So this must really suck for you. And then later on, he fucking, uh, he goes to a strip club the one night. And, oh, no, 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 no. Here, first, uh, the one night, he uh, uh, we're sitting there, and I'm selling CDs, and he's selling them next to me. We're at a table. And I literally watch him out of the corner of my eye pull, uh, like it had just started, like the the, the, the people had just started coming over. He pulls a piece of paper out of his jacket pocket, which I didn't really think anything of, but I watched him do it. I just kind of happened to notice it. And then this girl talks to him, and then when she walks away, the piece of paper was in his hand the whole time. And then he goes, hey, man, check this out. She just slipped me her number. And I was oh like, what? Oh No, she didn't. I just watched you do that. Why do you need me to think that happened? I don't know you. Well, I don't care if you're, you know what I mean? Like, why are yeah. you trying so hard to impress me? And then later uh, he went out to some strip club and then just to make some conversation, I was just the next, I was like, hey, how'd that go last night? And he was like, oh, man, these two strippers, they was all over me. They're gonna, They're going to come to the Saturday night show. And I was like, you know, I'm gonna be here when that doesn't happen. Like, say next week. Just say next week that I'm not here. So I yeah. can't watch you fucking lie about this. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. anyway, he was impossible. But uh That's great. But there's a can I tell you one other one? Yeah, yeah. This guy's yeah. not a dick at all. He's not a dick. He was just it was just incredibly awkward to hang out with him. Coincidentally, the same fucking condo in Louisville. That's <laughs> I worked with like a lot of fucking like a hex, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so this guy. Uh, was a comic for, like, 15, 20 years, and then uh, I guess it wasn't going his way, so he took, like, he decided to become a hypnotist. Like, Uh. he was changing (laughs) his whole thing and gave himself a new name and a new zany sort of demeanor and became a a hypnotist. And so this was literally, like, he took, like, a learning annex, like a community college class on hypnotism. So this was his first week back at this club. He'd headlined it many times. But this is his first week where he was just doing hypnotism. So he yeah. was going to be a hypnotist the whole week. <laughs> and because he had, like, a longstanding relationship with the club, they allowed him to, like, try it out this week.
0: <laughs> so this was, like, his first time. Which, as if are you opening for him? Yeah. So and the th- whole time you're thinking, this is going to be amazing yeah. to watch. The yeah, whole- yeah, exactly. Because this is like. Because <laughs> you're out. If you're
1: opening, you're done. Yeah, and then I just get to watch this. So what I knew that the audience didn't know is that they brought in the entire wait staff. So the ones that weren't waiting tables were in civilian clothing, (laughs) and when it didn't work, when he couldn't, quote-unquote, hypnotize people, he would say a code word. Like, he would go like, let's uh, let's bring up a few uh, new people for whatever you would say. That was the code for the waitstaff to climb up on stage and then pretend to be hypnotized for the show, right? <laughs> oh so, my God. Which, like, is uh, questionable, but at the same time, whatever. If you need training wheels to start out with hypnotism, right, right, right. I don't know what you need. Go ahead, fine. Like, just to get the patter down or yeah, whatever. Yeah. So that's fine, but then what he would do is he would sell private hypnotherapy sessions with people after the show. So instead of a CD... That's what he was pitching. So he'd spend the last three minutes of his act going like, and by the way, after the show, I'm selling private hypnotherapy sessions. So if you want to, you know, uh, improve your golf game or pass the bar exam or like those were literally two examples. I remember him saying, improve your golf game or pass the bar exam. I will be available <laughs> after the show to sign up and. So it was just like, well, I just watched... You just didn't hypnotize people. I don't believe you can do this. Yeah. And now you're so, just I mean, bilking strangers. Was the, was
2: the crowd catching on to this? And no, no, like they groaning? had no
1: idea that this was fake, that this was plants from the audience. Wow. So, so then, like, like, literally a line of people would show up to sign up for his fucking $50 a session...
0: Oh, my God. ...hypnotherapy
1: things, which he conducted in my fucking condo
0: where I'm staying, <laughs>
1: right? So, and at the time I was a drunk... And so I'd fucking shuffle out at noon, hungover, and there'd be some dick from last night's show on the couch, like lying there, with, with this fucking guy with like a stopwatch, <laughs> like hypnotizing him to fucking help him like eat fewer calories or whatever. And what would happen every time is like I'd walk out, and the and and the hypnotist would go like, Shh, you know, like to try to get me to like be quieter or whatever. And that guy, he would like kind of open his eyes and look at me, and like because he was. Because that's the thing is that's what happens is, like, if you're the kind of fucking idiot who will give $50 to a guy at a comedy club to yeah. help you, you know, <laughs> yeah. pass the bar exam. I don't exam, believe you're getting hypnotized. Yeah, the chances are once you're in that one-on-one situation and you realize you this isn't working, you're probably going to fake your way through it, right? So that's what yeah. So, like, that was happening all week long. There was just, like, a line of dicks from last night's show just always. And wow. I would go to make a sandwich in the kitchen, and there'd be some fucking guy waiting to go next. And he was just like, hey, great show last night. It was like, Ugh, like, I'm just trying to, <laughs> I'm in my boxer short, you know, whatever. Right. And so then there was a time where there was nobody in the condo and he was sitting there watching TV and I, uh, there was a balcony and I kept going outside to have cigarettes because he didn't smoke. And so I'm walking out with a cigarette one time and he's just sitting there watching TV on the couch and he goes, uh, hey, do uh, you want me to help you quit that? And I was just like, had enough. And I was just like, you know what? Just have the waitstaff quit for me. <laughs> you <laughs> say that? Yes, I did. What did he say yeah. that? Uh, it, we we didn't get along great after that. But. <laughs> but I don't think he's a bad guy. I think he was a decent guy, but he was just super invasive. Oh, that
0: was, that's that's, that's that's fucking anyway. great. Yeah. So. Oh my god. That's two.
1: Yeah. Oh wait. <laughs> Punchline to the uh, the first guy's story, the yeah. guy who was wanted, needed me to know how awesome he was. Yeah. The very next weekend, the very next weekend, at the time I was living with Ray Devito in New York, yeah, yeah. Ray was doing some other gig in Corbin, Kentucky, which is an yeah. even worse gig. It's like a one-nighter. Yeah, and uh, Ray calls me and says that he's working with this guy who's been big time- timing him all night. And I go, Oh yeah, who is it? And he says the guy, and it's the guy. So it's like, what are the odds that the only two shows you're not making ten thousand dollars happen to be the one where my roommates and I both work with you within two weeks of each other. Like so maybe just you're not that every week. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Right. What delusion. Yeah. Right. Anyways.
2: If that's not a cautionary tale, I don't know what is.
0: Yeah. What's the dumbest <laughs> thing you've ever done on stage? On stage? Uh, like, I got two questions for this. Like, cause the one question is like what, what? Oh, I know exactly what okay. it is
1: Oh shit, okay uh, Oh wow, I was thinking that was going to be a hard question But no, yeah. this is hands down the dumbest thing I ever did on a stage Uh, Anchorage, Alaska, there's a club called Coots, Chill Coot Charlie's. You ever been there? No, no, no. You look exactly like-
2: I did did another place there, but people told me about Coots.
1: You both look exactly like everybody who goes there, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that's just the women. Come on. Uh, Boom. Boom. So I love it. It's like my favorite place. It's like performing on a pirate ship. You know what I mean? They're just like (laughs) derelicts everywhere. (laughs) <laughs> but, uh, so I go up there once a, once a, like one week a year uh, yeah. for years, I've been going up there. And so I am friends with the radio DJ there. Cause I've done a yeah. show a bunch of times. So this one time I was going up there and there happens to be this wolf preserve. That's like an hour away from Anchorage where this guy like captures, like gets wolves that are stuck in traps and nurse them back. And then he keeps them and they're in his yard. It's awesome. And you can yeah, go and pet them. world up there. It's the fucking coolest. So I was like, I heard about this thing. I was like, Oh my God, I gotta go. And he was like, Oh, we should go together. So. We have this plan for later in the week on Thursday, whatever, Thursday. We're going to go up there. So Thursday comes, and he calls me in the morning. He's like, dude, I'm not going to be able to make it. I'm sorry, but I've arranged it so my son will go with you. And I was like, what? Like, I don't need a companion. I wanted to hang out with you. But so then it was like, all right, fuck, whatever. I got to do. So I literally go pick up this, like, fucking 17-year-old, right? Some (laughs) high school kid who's, like, like, a real high school kid, like a fucking disinterested, like, I'm gonna hang out with one of my dad's friends. So this fucking guy has somehow set up this thing that neither of us want to do, you know? So so I go pick up this I I go pick up this miner and drive him into the wilderness in in Alaska, which is like troubling on another level. And also he's just like a fucking kind of just like a shitty high school, you know? He's just like answer one word answers. So we're driving up for like an hour to this place, and you know it's like hey, so I I don't know what to talk to him about. Like you like school? It's yeah, it's good, you know? Like yeah (sighs) all right fine whatever so we go i pay you know it's not expensive five bucks so we go to the wolf thing we pet wolves that's a good time then we go to lunch it's fine like i give him some life advice we fucking shitty chat everything ends up being fine but it was not my ideal afternoon i would have been happier going by myself i'm a comic or going with my buddy so yeah i dropped that guy off we spent the whole day together that's it this was like a decade ago or seven eight years ago whatever So I was just back up there this past year, and uh, the show was about to start, and this dude comes up to me, like this grown-ass man, and he goes, uh, hey, man, uh, you probably don't remember this, but about eight or nine years ago, you took me, um, Steve's kid, whatever, uh, you took me to this wolf, day, and yeah. I was like, oh, my God, you're the kid. And he had grown up to be such a fucking cool guy, perfectly cool, reasonable human being. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like really nice dude. And was like not socially awkward anymore, and was just like, I just want to say thanks a lot for being cool to me when I was like a weird kid. And I was like, Oh, hey, no, man, absolutely, it was fun. And and he was like, He like wanted me because I guess like I'm invested in him from his childhood. He wants me to know that he's doing good. So he's like, "Uh, Yeah, things are going great. I graduated from college and I got a job. And I was like, Hey, good for you, man. And he's like, And uh, I just got or and I just got engaged. And I was like, Hey, way to go. And he goes, that's her right there, right? And the, mu- the music is kicking up because the show's about to start. And he points to this girl who's sitting at a at a table. Yeah. And there's, like, an <laughs> a, a older guy there also. And he goes, and that's her dad. He just came up today from Florida. And I was like, well, congratulations, pal. Way to go, getting married. Good for you, right? And then basically the show starts. So I had recently gotten divorced. So I was doing this chunk about being divorced. And at the time, I thought I needed – to interact with a married person to make this joke work, which I subsequently don't. But I thought at the time it was a new bit. And the way I'd always done it was like anybody married here, I'd talk to a married guy that would get me (sighs) into the joke. So I go, anybody married here? And no one is. And that was the first time this has happened. That hasn't happened yet. And so I was like, come on, there's got to be somebody. And like literally no one. And so then I go, well, Dan, you you just got engaged, right? <laughs> and nothing. I, there's silence. And I'm like, come on, Dan. You just told me before the show you just got engaged. What do you – nothing? Really? You're going to leave me hanging like this? And I can see him. Like in, I can't really see him, yeah. but I can see his silhouette Holy in the show. Shit. And he's looking right at me, but he's not fucking – And I was yeah. like, why is this fucking guy not helping? And so I just move on with the show. I just – whatever. I do something with the joke. and I move on. After the show, he comes up to me, and he goes – uh, he's, like, white. And he goes, I, I, haven't, I haven't asked her yet. And I was like, oh, what? And he goes, oh I God. told you I'm getting engaged. And I was like, what? Who the fuck says they're getting engaged? You tell-? <laughs> and I was like, no, you told me you got engaged. He's like, no, no, I didn't. I said I'm about to get engaged. And then I pointed her out to you. And then I flew her dad up here so I could ask his permission. So when oh. she showed, <laughs> when he pointed to the dad and he said he just got here today, like, that was the plan. I blew up the plan. <laughs> In front of all of them, I fucking gave away. But like, did they I, get
0: engaged eventually or no? I
1: have no idea. But at that point, I was like, what do I do? How do I fix this? And so, like, I went over it. Like, I didn't know if I was supposed to like I'd make it worse. Maybe they didn't hear it. Like, right. I didn't know. But I was just like, hey, yeah, we're all joking around up there. Just big jokes. Like, just tell yeah, them everything. I make up all kinds of stuff on the stage there. It was oh just, my God. yeah. yeah I fucking shit. blew up this dude's engagement. That's completely fucking awesome. Yeah. Well, you know That's what? That's amazing. Yep. Anyway.
0: You know, what I didn't think you were gonna get married again.
1: Yeah, a lot would of people. You forget, didn't. Would
0: you consider your first marriage a dumb move or no?
1: No, I don't regret it, but yeah. I mean, uh, why well, I, I didn't enjoy it at all. It was a terrible experience. You don't think but, you
0: guys were like ready, like matched up?
1: Uh, no. And everybody who went to the wedding was. It was very clear that it was not. It had nothing to do with me. That it. It seemed as though like it was she just wanted a wedding. And right, right. There was this thing, like really. The lesson I learned was like it wasn't so much that I was ready to get married. It was just like. Well, she's going to leave if I don't, you know? So right, right. So that was right. the motivation. But, uh, but, yeah, if you walked into that wedding, it, uh, the, when I walked in, I was like, oh, was Elton John also getting married? You know what I mean? It was, like, <laughs> super fancy. And right, like, right, right. And that's not me. What's the know? most
0: unstable relationship you've been in before this? Uh,
1: I think that was probably it. That was the most unstable relationship. Yeah. I mean, I definitely hooked up with a lot of crazy, random chicks on the road. but Yeah, that yeah that's not a relationship do you miss it at all now or now that yeah no you know i mean i i i've been doing it like you know i started stand-up when i was 17 so yeah. i've been doing it a really long time and so i got a good seven or eight years of uh just reckless behavior on the road you know right. which most people don't that's you know what i mean like they don't have that so i've been on both sides in. of it you know so yeah. i got to do all that and i got to fucking see that that doesn't go the right way and then i fixed that you know <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think I'm. I don't know. Did I did I talk about the last hookup that I had on the show, guys? What I don't know. The don't one know. from. Sub- well, I'm sure. I'm sure it ended wonderfully. <laughs> no, <laughs> I just had a. Mo- I don't know. I think I'm like transitioning out of crazy hookups because I was hooking up with this girl, and I'm actually on a little bit of a dry spell. But she was like one of these things, like, "Hey, be rough," you know. And we're like, I'm. She's like, starts hitting me, and I'm like, I don't know what to do back. Hitting you while you're having sex. Well, with each other? you know, like wrestling, like kind of shit. You know okay. what I mean. And I don't know, and she, you could tell she wants me to do it. So, like, you know, I'm in a bed, and there's, like, a mirror right near the bed. So, you know, I'm from behind, and she's like, ah, you know, she's doing that. And then, like, I grab her head, and then I do the, you know, like, the pro wrestling hit the head on the turnbuckle thing. But you I you do that on the mattress. On I just start hitting it on the mattress, like, one, two, three, no. four. Right. You know, like Hogan used to do. And, did you, and then, did well, you I caught myself in the mirror doing it, and I just started laughing. Right. And then she's like, why are you laughing? And I'm like, I I can't. I'm right. sorry, I can't. And yeah. that's how it ended. I was like, I, I'm not that guy, I don't think. So maybe I, I need- don't.
2: I don't know if you'll ever be over like the, the the random hookup thing, because I remember we had that really good conversation about how maybe <laughs> you should dial it back on that. And I was like, you know, listen. I'm like, this is, this is what I told Dan, Dan, Jesse. I go, you're a romantic guy, man. You, you like being in relationships. Why don't you just dial it back and try to find somebody? Don't try too hard. And he was like, yeah, you're right, you're right. Well, an hour later, he goes, Hooked up with that girl. I think that's number 47. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> an and I'm an like, Oh, yeah, there
3: we go. That's
2: exactly right. what I was talking
0: about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. well
1: yeah, yeah, I just, yeah, I one time I had a girl ask me to pee on her and I couldn't do it. Like, not oh, like wow. I physically couldn't, but it was like, that's I just, I'm not going yeah, yeah, to could... do that. that seems I'm saving
0: weird. that one for marriage for sure. It sounds real weird. Yeah, that one sounds gross. Yeah, but now you fucking got your shit together. You have yeah, a house. It seems like
1: it. I got a house. And a... I, I have a I have a tenant as well in the back. Really? I have a guest house and I have a tenant. I'm a landlord. Who's the tenant, just, are, it's some guy. He's a nice guy. Are you gonna like,
0: yell at him like a landlord? But that's
1: what I. That's the the running joke is, is that every first of the month I grow arm hair and a wife beater <laughs> and I I start talking like the Turkish pizza man. I just do. What is the British? you're using too much water electricity? I just become uh, Armenian out of yeah, nowhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly fucking uh but you know it was a weird thing because like when i was getting the house inspected yeah i was uh i had to inspect the guest house well i didn't but the inspector so we had to like kind of have full run of the so like the the homeowner left so we could go check everything out and then the tenant happened to be there but he was like oh let me get out of your way and he was like really being very like beta with me like it was weird he was just like yeah he was like listen i'm really sorry i didn't get a chance to do the dishes and i and i was like why is this fucking grown adult apologizing to me for not doing his dishes? Yeah, well, he
2: wanted to stay in the apartment. Yeah,
1: lot. well, that's what, and then all of a sudden it hit me, like, all at once. It was just like, oh, it's because I'm his landlord. Like, he's treating me like a land. I've never been treated that way. Like, I've been on the other side of that so many times. But this fucking grown dude is, like, completely submissive to me. Because I'm his landlord, it's a very weird dynamic. You I've just never start, been like, ordering situation. him how
0: to watch and, like, wash yeah. the dishes in, yeah, like, a yeah. Fifty Shades of Grey yeah, way. Yeah, it's very Harder. Weird.
1: Yeah, so, anyway, yeah, it's a fun dynamic. So I You're a fucking a comedy a
0: success story. Eh, hold,
2: hold on, Dan, have you seen Fifty Shades of
0: Grey? <laughs> I have <am> not, no. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I saw Twilight. I get oh, the appeal. Twilight? It's not that it's a good movie, but it's shot very watchably. Twilight watch. is? Yeah. Okay. I haven't seen that either. It's pretty but... bad. I mean, the whole thing is they. I didn't realize they sparkle when they're. Va- that's how you know they're a vampire. They don't burn during the day. They sparkle. It's the stupidest thing in the world. Wow, so so sunlight is... is not actually bad for them. <laughs> sunlight just makes them more musical theatery. Oh, <laughs> it just makes just them sparkle, start glitter, like they're like in a top hat dancing during a telethon or some shit. Okay. Huh. Well, I'm glad we ended on that weird note. Uh, <laughs> but you've been a great guest, Jesse. We'd guys, love to have you
1: back. It was super fun.
0: I enjoyed every minute. Yeah, of we yeah. it. we actually don't game. even post awesome. him. We just play him. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I just It's Merry a good excuse Christmas. to
1: talk to fucking Sean Daly from New York. i never not to talk to that guy anymore. <laughs> Are just, you coming back
2: anytime soon to New York?
1: I mean, now that I'm a homeowner and a landlord out here, I don't. Uh, like. I, I mean, I, I would love to, like, book a weekend at Gotham or something, but shy of that, I don't really have any... I don't really have anything in New York anymore, you know? All my shit yeah. moved across country. So. Yeah,
0: I'm starting to feel that way, too, which sucks. I yeah. got No, nah, I got family there.
1: I mean, I have family on the East Coast, but yeah. in Pittsburgh, so like, I will for totally sure different. go back there. But in order for me to go back to New York, it would literally just be for me to do comedy and see yeah. New York comics, which is important to me, but it's hard to justify not, with yeah, a job su- and a house and a wife and everything, you know? Right. But I would, so. And, oh, man. And I just yeah. want to – yeah, do you have anything you want to plug – Oh, shit. I don't know. At I'm, midnight? you at midnight? i sometime soon, you're I think. Do, Oh, you're
0: doing that Carson Daly? The yeah, I already
1: shot it, but I don't know oh, what okay, it is. okay, awesome. But maybe by the I time this goes up. Here's a nice guy. Up you know what's crazy is i like literally never met him like it's who it's, do they put in instead they, like one of the producers interviews you and then they put him in oh yeah, so, okay. uh, oh, wait, oh yeah. wow, they really? film him
0: asking questions yeah like, yeah wait, i don't know if that's, that's how it always goes hilarious. maybe it's just
1: because he was really busy with today's show shit but i would love it if uh, they
0: if they if they if taped him just rolling his eyes during <laughs> your questions <laughs> yeah
1: yeah yeah they edit it
0: like the daily show yeah they're just like the... oh god yeah. this is brutal
1: do, do do we have time for one real quick story yeah of course so uh speaking of Today show so one of the people you know you know, i write for a lot of people in yeah the yeah world. one of them Hoda, doesn't too. make any sense well yeah. almost is matt lauer like, you write for matt lauer <laughs> rarely like twice a year he needs jokes for and what? then he calls me like whatever like he's gonna be on the tonight show and he wants to yeah. and he has like nice a story guy. and he wants to punch it up so he'll call me and go like hey can you help me punch up the story like i met him because he he had to do some benefit where he was hosting like some broadcast journalism award thing, and he was hosting the whole thing, and he needed jokes. Yeah. So somebody gave him my name, and then he called me. So I've literally never met Matt Lauer, but he's very pleasant on the phone. Right. He, he, you know, he's a millionaire. He pays well. So, you know, he's a great guy. Like, he's perfectly fine to work for. But, like, twice a year, randomly, out of the blue, I get a call from Matt Lauer where he's just like, Jesse, I need jokes, right? And then I write him jokes, and he sends me a check. That's it. So, but this, like, about four months ago, he called me for our biannual Matt Lauer Joke punch up session, and he goes, Uh, hey, this is weird. I called you late last night because I need something real quick, and uh, I was probably too late to call, but I felt like you're a comedian, so it'd be okay. So it was probably about midnight, and I called you up, and uh, and the phone rang, and then somebody picked up the phone, and and I said, Uh, Jesse, I need jokes. And the guy on the other end of the phone said, What, hello, who? and I said, Jesse, I need some jokes, and the guy said, Matt Lauer. And then I looked at my phone, and I called Jesse Jackson. He fucking, he woke up Jesse Jackson at fucking midnight to ask him for a joke. Like, can you imagine how confusing that, that guy's 78. How yeah. fucking Confusing that would be for that old man. You yeah. Know what I mean?
0: Oh my God, especially him because he's he's used to getting calls in the middle of the night. They're like, oh, this civil rights. Yeah, 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 dead. yeah, yeah. And it's just fucking says, like just Matt Lauer. this
1: acquaintance of his, Matt Lauer. You know what I mean? <laughs> Calling him at midnight to go like, I need jokes, Jesse. <laughs> and like, I was saying, That's I was joking, I was saying, that I love the idea that he would have like sat there at his kitchen table and been like trying to figure out what the fuck that was all about and. Just sat there and been like, well, okay, you know, and then like, like banged out nine pages of anti-Semitic jokes for Matt Lauer, you know. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so isn't that fun?
0: Oh, uh, that's a great story. Yeah, so you 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 have anything coming up on the road, or you just going to be? Uh, ride? yeah. Like, oh,
1: got I'm got at Belushi's and. Bit. What? Wait, wait, what? Oh,
2: sorry, Jesse Jackson's like, I got this Jaime Town bit. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Exactly right. Two Jews find a penny. Is that funny? I don't know the jokes. <laughs> I don't know no jokes. Uh, <laughs> it's Matt Lauer calling me for jokes. Uh, I I. I fucking yeah. What, I just imagine what?
0: Jesse's merch stand. It's just bloody shirts. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh man, that guy's a hero. Not
1: Jesse, but uh, fucking. Uh, oh, Belushi. So I'm at Belushi's comedy club in Where's Fort that? Myers, Florida. Uh, Sounds like a lovely place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like in two weeks, I think. It's, tell me how. Yeah, I've never been Tell me been how there. that
0: glass thrown at you uh, works. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, That's kind of fun, though.
1: Yeah, it should be. Weird. I mean, I, I I relish every opportunity to go do the road. You are one of the guys, I don't sure. know anyone
0: who likes the road more than you. I really love traveling. I and love you, doing you, it. That yeah. and taxidermy. You have all the. Oh, fucking, dude, you got to come over and see the new office. It's I would fucking love to. Amazing. I got to skin you. Rug you guys recently. are having a party at some point? Did you already we have sure it? Will. No, 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 no. We have not um, had the party yet. But you yet. have, like, will. yeah, you love taxidermy. Yes. You have all the makings of a serial killer. Sean, do you have anything coming up? Oh, wait, 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 you have another one. 12, 13, 14. I'm sorry, 12, 13, November 14. November 12, 13, 14. Yeah, I'll be at the Myers. Comedy Nest in uh, Montreal. Oh, that's awesome. All right. And Oh, and that same weekend, that's when the my album comes out
2: and the half hour comes out. Is this the first the time you, you did the
0: Comedy Nest during New Year's, too, right? I did it for
2: last year's New Year's, yeah. Oh, I did place. it
0: like three New Year's ago. I love that club. That's, yeah,
2: they might be the nicest guys. That club is the, the club, greatest.
1: Club great. I've never dealt with. Yes. That's great. That's great. Well, tell him I said hi.
0: Yeah, I. Well, I just. I won't be. I thought next weekend I was going to be at, uh, or two weekends <laughs> I'm going to be at Hyenas. Uh, I can't. I got to reschedule those because I'm going to be. I just, I'm i going to be working on Nikki Glazer's show. We're yes. Gonna be, we're we're going to be gonna sitting be right Sim next to each other. We can watch. eat lunch. Uh, but I had to cancel a couple weekends, but I, I am doing in November, I'm doing. Um, uh, I am doing a gig in Lafayette, Louisiana, and then I got a Houston festival and then uh, I have like two one nighters still for December, but I, it, it is kind of crazy when you got to move all those, uh, those live weekends. Well, know? are
1: you the one moving them? Yeah. Oh, see, I always have when I have to cancel. Shit, oh, I had I, my agent I move the weekends unless yeah. they
0: were one nighters and then the one nighters I'll cancel myself because yeah, yeah. nobody's getting paid for those. Right. Um, including myself, right.
3: uh, Tom, do you have anything? Um, I am I get to perform at Best Stelling uh, in, uh, at Proctor's Theatre Schenectady on November 6th and at Mass Mocha in Massachusetts on November 7th.
0: Nice. Great. And uh, Aaron? No? Nope. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Aaron, did he just spit up on himself a little bit when I asked, so I don't know if he even knows where he is. Um, all right, guys. Hey, thanks so much, and uh, we'll see you next week. Good Bye. Nice. Thanks. Yes, Thank you.
3: Thanks for listening to the My Dumb Friends podcast. Here's where you can see our host performing live. This weekend, Sean Donnelly is out in Los Angeles. To catch him at his various shows, which include shows at UCBLA, at the Improv in Los Angeles, and other spots, go to SeanDonnellyComedy.com. Dan St. Germain is also performing in and around Los Angeles this weekend, including the world-famous Ice House in Pasadena, California, and the Hollywood Improv and more, go to DanStGermain.net and check out his schedule. Thomas Attila Lewis, that's me. Well, I get to do a bunch of shows with Beth Stelling, who you may have heard on the podcast a few weeks ago. On Friday, November 6th, at the world-famous... Proctor's Theatre in Schenectady, New York. I'll be doing a show with her. And then Saturday, November 7th at Mass Mocha, which is not a enormous chocolate factory. It's the Museum of Contemporary Art in North Adams, Massachusetts. Please rate and review our podcast on your iTunes or Stitcher. Click on the stars, write a simple sentence. It would really help us out. Send us a note because At the end of the month, we're going to be doing a listener mailbag episode, and we'd love to hear from you. So send an email to mydumbfriendspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks very much. For other cool comedy podcasts, go to allthingscomedy.com. Yes, we're a part of the All Things Comedy Network. We're one of many great comedy podcasts. That's allthingscomedy.com. Our opening and closing song is called Mary the Boxer by Phil Pickens. You can find out more about Phil at philpickens.com.